Hello, hello. Welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. Today we're talking about one championship heavy hitters coming up on Friday, the 14th of January with an 8.30 a.m. Eastern start time. You heard that correctly. 8.30 a.m. in the morning is when this starts. And that's because the event's being held in Singapore. So if you're an American watching this event, you're going to have to be up super duper early or catching on the way to work or something of that nature. I'm personally pretty much an MMA degenerate fan. I'm going to be up early watching it. So I'll get my coffee, I'll get my breakfast, and I'm going to sit down and watch this event. There's seven MMA bouts on the card. There's two kickboxing bouts in the, in the card and three Muay Thai fights. We're not going to break down the fights that are not MMA bouts, just seven MMA fights. One championship in the line in the main event. Um, you may have heard recently Khabib Nurmagomedov will be in attendance cornering one of the fighters in the main event, which we'll talk about that fight as well. And it is the holidays, right? So as promised, we're giving away some prizes. Three winners will win a $25 Amazon gift card by responding correctly to what we're looking for in this video. You'll see some kind of something throughout the video, a video spot where I'll come back in and talk about what we're looking for, answer the question correctly, put it in the comments section. Of course, you have to like and subscribe first as well. And whoever the three winners are, we'll announce those winners. We'll send those Amazon gift cards right away electronically. You'll have them in the next few days. You'll have them in time for Christmas probably. So thanks for joining us. The card opens up with a flyweight bout between Robin Catalan from the Philippines and Lapuita Saigar from Indonesia. Saigar goes by the Magician. He's 4-1 overall. He's 5'7 in height, maybe more like 5'6 based upon looking at the film on him. 5'7 is kind of being generous. He's out of Bali MMA, which is a very good gym. As for Robin Catalan, who goes by Longo, he's 9-7 overall, 2-3 in his last five fights. 33 years old. Now, we don't have an age number here on Saigar, but I would say based upon his film, looking at his profile pictures, and it's hard sometimes. Those Far East um, people, man, they just age so well. But he looks to me like he's in his late 20s, mid to late 20s, based upon what I've seen from him. So I think he's going to be a little younger here than the 33-year-old Catalan. Catalan is 5 feet in height. He's out of Deftac, Philippines. And yeah, he is like 5 foot. Um, again, I don't think Saigar is 5'7", but he definitely ain't no 5 feet. And you look at film on Catalan, yes, he's a very short, very small fighter very thick. They're both built kind of compact. Um, in terms of how they fight, Saigar has a tremendous wrestling game. Double leg takedowns, single leg takedowns, and he wins by submission. Four of his five wins are by submission. His one loss was also by submission, interestingly enough. Now, for Catalan, he's coming off of a loss by rear naked choke. Saigar's coming off of a win by rear naked choke. Now, the biggest issue I have with Saigar, he is the younger prospect. He is 4-1. Um, I think he's the one who's overall better athlete, more explosive, quicker, um, size advantage, all those things. Two-year layoff. You don't love that. I'm going to chalk that up as maybe, you know, life. Um, he has to work outside the octagon. He also has the you know whole issue of traveling. It was not easy with you know you know COVID. I don't know. I don't know. If you happen to know why, if you're a fan, you maybe cover one championships a little closer than I do. Feel free to comment below as to why he was off for two years. But I don't know. That's the biggest variable I have. Otherwise, the film doesn't lie. He's very explosive. Looks better on film than Catalan. So I like Sagar to win the fight. How will it be in the money line? I'm gonna I'm gonna fear that's gonna open up a little too wide, like minus 250 to minus 300 in favor of Saigar. If it does, you know, it becomes a little untouchable. Then it becomes maybe a parlay piece, and that brings you to another subject matter. What books offer one championship? I'm not sure. I've got some feelers out there. I'm asking some people um, because it's like I don't see it on Fanduel, don't see it on DraftKings, um, I don't see it like on on Bovada. So I'm trying to find a book that offers it. When I find that information out, I'll be happy to share it with you guys. In the meantime, if you get a chance to bet in this fight, I like Sagar to win. I like Sagar to win round one, round two by six. Next fight up in the car is going to be a flyweight bout between Tiffany Teal from Singapore and Bo Meng from China. Bo is 17-5 overall, 4-1 in her last five fights, 25 years old, 5-4 in height with a 64 and a half inch reach. As for Tiffany Teo, who goes by No Chill, she's 9-2 overall, 3-2 in her last five fights. She's 32 years old, 5-5 five five in height. We don't have a reach number on her. 
based upon her film, I'm thinking her reach is going to be a little longer than Meng. Meng is a decent a decent reach, not like she's got short arms, but Tio is built very long. I'm going to guesstimate like 66 to 67 inch reach, have a little bit of reach advantage here over Bo Meng. She's out of team highlight reel. That's for Tiffany and Tio, that is. Now, looking at these fighters here, there's a link in the description here to watch both of their prior fights. What you're going to notice right away with Tiffany Tio is she's tough, man. She fights. She's a grinder. Um, she'll get taken down. She'll bleed a little bit. Very durable. Awkward, awkward style. Like she's got her arms low. She's in and out. You know, not, not easy to read. Tough, awkward style of fighting. Um, she's a striker. She's not a wrestler or grappler. She has a hard time with those kind of fighters. And both of these fighters are actually stand-up fighters who like to like to stand on their feet and strike. Both of them throw low leg kicks. Tiffany too, I think she's gonna have a slight speed advantage. And at 32, she's still in her prime. Okay, now she's only nine and two, whereas 17 and five Bo Mang has a little more experience. But when you look at Tiffany Two's record and who she's fought and who she's lost against, it's notable. She has two losses against the same fighter against Jin Yan, who's going to be in the main event for the title fight. So she lost first time by round four, TKO, round four, went four rounds with her, TKO by punches, and then she lost her last fight against her a year ago against Jin Yang, and that was by decision. So she very well could have won that fight. She would be in the main event of this fight. But in any case, um, the bottom line is she has two losses against pretty good fighters. She has a very good win over Ayaka Miura. Now, Ayaka Miura is fighting in the main event. She beat her round three by punches, and that was a weird fight. That's actually the fight that's in the description. If you watch that fight, the, the ref has like 10 seconds to go in round three, and he ends up calling the fight and giving the fight to Tio, um, and they shouldn't have been stopped. It was weird. If you watch the fight, you'll see what I'm talking about. As for Bo Meng, she's a similar fighter. This is a good matchup. She likes to strike. She's got decent range. Um, she's a boxer, a kickboxer, um, but she's coming off a loss here to Fogat. Now, Fogat is a decent fighter, but she lost because of the grappling. She didn't lose because on the feet she was losing. On the feet, Bo Mang was winning the fight. She just couldn't stop the takedowns, couldn't stop the control time. And so Rita Fogat gets the win. But other than that, it's an even matchup. I do think the veteran advantage here, the age advantage, not the fighting veteran advantage, but the age advantage, being in the octagon with some good fighters recently, having lost to Jin Yang twice, I think Tio is a slight level above here, Bo Mang. So... The money line will probably reflect this will be one of the most closest fight on the card. So if the money line opens up here like as a pick'em, not surprised at all. I think Tio will have a slight advantage, a little more well-known, has fought some better fighters recently. Um, and this fight is taking place in, I want to make sure I remind myself here, in Singapore. She is the local fighter, right? She's from Singapore, whereas Bo Meng is from China. So she's going to get the little hometown rub, the cheering. If it's a close fight, you're thinking it's going to edge on her side. So I'd like Tio to win the next fight. fight up on the card. is going to be a featherweight bout between the Japanese fighter Shuya Komakubo and the American Troy Worthen. Troy Worthen goes by Pretty Boy. He's out of Lakeland, Florida, 7-2 overall, 3-2 in his last five fights. Started his career off 7-0, has now suffered two straight losses in a row. 5'7 in height, no reach number on him, but based upon his build and his film, looks like his reach is comparable to his uh, stature. He's out of Carlson Gracie in Lakeland, Florida. As for Shuya Kamakubu, who goes by stealth, 11-1-1 overall, 8-fight winning streak. He hails out of Japan, 26 years old, 5'5 in height, and the name of the gym he trains out of is called Honey Trap. We don't have a reach number on Kumakubu as well, but looking at his film... I'd say it's going to be at a little bit of a reach disadvantage. And that's not really the way he fights anyway. We'll talk more about that. In terms of the tapology public votes here, Kamakubo is getting 84% of the votes here, only 16% of the votes coming in for Worth. And so Kamakubo is the favorite. I like Kamakubo to win the fight. It's just simple. Watching the film in these prior fights of these two fighters, Kamakubo pushes pace, lots of push, pushing forward, always backing his fighter up, backing the fighter up against Cage, looking for takedowns, changing levels. He wants to wrestle. There's no question. That's his game. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Striking is okay, but the wrestling is nonstop. The motor is high. Uh, got a gas tank for days. He's going to push pace and pressure. 
Unfortunately for Troy Worthen, the problem is he's the taller fighter. He stands up tall. He kind of fights tall. And he's backing up and circling on a normal opponent, right? This opponent's going to be really in his face, pushing up against the fence, looking to take the fight to the ground. I imagine what you're going to have here is three rounds where the pace will be too much for Troy Worthen. He's going to end up on the ground too much, giving up position control points. Maybe he lasts a full three rounds. The problem is he doesn't win on the scorecards. Now, his prior fights, Troy Worthen, that is, he has fought some decent opponents. Matter of fact, his last loss was against John Lineker, and Lineker has UFC experience. So he lost round one. He got countered on a, on a right hand, so it was kind of an ugly loss from that standpoint. But the point is he's been in there with some guys who have experience. Now, two-fight losing streak coming in here trying to rebound. Only American fighter on the card. Fights in Singapore, Japanese fighter. I don't love it. I think Shuya Kumokubo is going to be just too much, too much wrestling. Like, I don't expect Kumokubo to come in here and, like, submit him right away or knock him out. But I think what ends up happening over the course of three rounds in a cage is that Kumokubo is going to just be too much, too much pace, too much pressure. The 26-year-old wrestler is going to just be too much for Troy Worthen. He goes to 12-1 and here, and I fear that Troy Worthen will drop three in a row and fall to 7-3. and So that's my choice here to win the fight. As for money line bets here, she is going to be very favored. He's going to be a big favorite. I'm talking like minus 500 on the money line. So probably can't touch that as a straight-up bet. We'll parlay this piece with some confidence. I think Shuya wins the fight. Up next, we got a light heavyweight bout between the Japanese fighter Yoshino Kami, who goes by Thunder, and Leandro Ataidas, who goes by Leo. Leo's a Brazilian fighter who's actually fighting out of Singapore, but trains at Nova Uniao. I don't know. Figure that one out. He's 3-2 in his last five fights, 11-5 overall, 35 years old, 6 foot in height. I'm going to guesstimate his reach will be around 73 to 74 inches. Seems like his arms are comparable based upon his height. As for the Japanese fighter, who goes by Thunder... 37 and 14 overall, two and three in his last five fights, 40 years old, six foot two in height with a 75 inch reach. He trains out of Wajutsu, Kuishaki, Tokyo. Okay, yeah, I apologize. I butchered that. Anyway, looking at tapology in the public vote here, it seems like Okami, the 40 year old fighter, is getting 65% of the votes. 35% of the votes are coming in on either side for the Brazilian fighter. At first glance, it's noticeable on film that Leandro is going to have a power advantage and a strength advantage in the early portion of the first round. Once we get to about the two-minute point of the first round, that goes out the window. Leandro, to me, is one of those prototypical fighters who is very powerful. He's got like that Kimbo slice gene, right? If he hits you with something powerful early on, you're done. But after those first few minutes, that's it. It's all over. He starts to wear out. Um, and in one of his most recent fights, that links in the description, he gets completely cold clocked um, and just knocked pretty much unconscious um, in the first round because he starts off strong. The fight's going his way. He's pushing pace. He's kind of pushing the guy back. And next thing you know, he catches a right hand about three minutes and 45 seconds into the uh, first round and goes down. So he's on a two-fight losing streak right now. He's actually lost five of his last eight fights. So kind of a rough patch for him. And as for Yushin Okami, he's lost, what, five of his last, I'm sorry, four of his last six fights. So he's not doing great either. He is coming off of a split decision win. What I like about Yushin Okami, the veteran, is he has veteran experience. And if you're looking at his topology, you have to scroll down a little bit. You have to go back a few years. But the guy's fought like almost 20 UFC fights, 18 to be exact. Yeah, no kidding. And he's been like on four or five fight winning streaks in the UFC. So the guy has got UFC level experience. Nothing notable, like no names that are. Well, he did fight Anderson Silva and got beat round two by TKO. So he shared the octagon with some pretty good fighters, guys like Ronaldo Souza and guys like Anderson Silva. But the point is. He has a lot more experience. Yes, he's five years older. I think the ring, our octagon experience, I think the fact that he's got cardio, once we get past that halfway point in the first round, if he can survive that survive that portion of it, he should be able to win the fight. Now, notably, it's light heavyweight, 205 pounds. When you're looking at filming these two guys, they like to wrestle. So expect the fight to go to the ground. Not sure how quickly it gets to the ground, 
But I'm not surprised if either fighter shoots. Leandro, when he's fresh in the beginning portion of his fights, when he shoots, he shoots with power. He's tackling his guys to the ground. So I expect to see that early on. But again, can he keep up the pace? Can he last after the first half of the first round? Um, I think Yushin Okami, the veteran, is able to wear on him over the course of three rounds. Maybe he drops round one, but then picks up round two and three. Wears out Leandro, catches him at some point, maybe finishes him more from exhaustion than anything else. So, yeah, I like the veteran here to win the fight. Yushin Okami. Now, in terms of the money line, I imagine it opens up almost like a pick -em. Because you have a younger fighter, Leandro. He looks powerful. He's got that, you know, physique. Um, he is powerful. You know, when when he's when he first starts off, I mean, the guy's got powers. No, no doubting it. You had a forty-year-old fighter on the other side. Um, so I imagine it was going to be close to a pick when it opens up, or if anything, slightly in, on the side of uh, Okami, like a minus one fifty-ish in that area. Either way, I like him to win the fight. I like Okami to win the fight. The local fighter. He's going to have more of a fan base, even though the Brazilian fighter is fighting out of Singapore. He clearly has got darker skin. He's from Brazil. So I'm going with the fan favorite local boy. Uh, I think Okami's going to win Next, we've got a flyweight bout at 125 pounds between Senzo Akita from Japan and Jeremy Miyato from the Philippines. The Filipino fighter goes by the Jaguar. He's 10-4 and four overall, 3-2 and two in his last five fights. 5'8 five in height, and he's 28 years old. He trains out of Maruk Force MMA. As for Senzo Akita, he's 12-6-1 overall, 2-2-1 two, two in his last five fights. Fighting out of Tokyo, Japan, 39 years old, so 11 years the senior here of Miyato. He's 5'8 in height. We have no reach number on either fighters, but based upon their film, their reach is comparable. Looks to be about the same. He's out of Freedom's OZ. That's for Akita. Now, in terms of Tapology, the public vote here has Miyato as the favorite, getting 92% of the votes here coming in on Tapology. I agree. I like Miyato to win. But it's more so because of the obvious, meaning the age disparity, and not so much that like I'm in love with his fighting skills or in love with his you know strength of schedule. He has won a few fights. He is coming in here on a two-fight winning streak. It was the same guy, and it was two years apart, so eh, you know. Uh, the last one was back in October by round two, standing TKO, so not bad. He's had some losses, though, against guys that were, you know, okay. Let's put it that way. He's been fighting in one championship since 2017, so about four years in this uh, promotion. As for Senzo Akita... He's older, 39 years old, but it's only fought like two or three more fights in total. So kind of got a later start in his career, has lost two of his last th three fights, um, has been fighting in one championship for a while, fought in Pancreas before that, which is pretty good promotion. Um, he's got decent experience, you know, but not like the type of experience where you're saying, oh, he's 39 years old, fought 40 fights, you know. Um, he just has a little more age experience. So in this fight breakdown, I think it's just obvious to pick me out of the win. When the money line opens up, I'm imagining it opens up strongly in favor of Miato, somewhere around minus 300, just because of, again, the age disparity. Seems like it's set up for him to win this fight. Uh, for Senzo Akita, I think he comes out here, makes a good count, makes a good account of himself, but ends up on the short side of maybe a decision or maybe even possibly getting finished. So, again, I like the younger fighter here, Jeremy Miato, to win Next fight. up, we got a welterweight bout between the American, James Nakashima, who goes by Nako, and the Russian fighter, Sagid Izakamaev. Izakamaev is 19-2 overall, 4-1 in his last five fights, 27 years old. Six foot one in height, we do not have a reach number on him. He trains out of Academy MMA. As for Nakashima, he's 12 and 2 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five fights, out of Glendale, Arizona, 33 years old, 5 foot 10 in height with a 71 inch reach. He trains out of MMA Lab along with Hammer Boxing and Kurt Podane Premier Kickboxing. As for the Tapology public votes, it looks like Izakameev is the favorite here, getting 83% of the votes on Tapology. I agree he wins the fight. I'm not going to give you an exhaustive breakdown. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov is going to be in the corner of Izakameev. He's going to be in the corner. Uh, what does that mean? He's going to literally somehow invoke his superpowers, his like, have you seen the Twitter, I guess, photo of um, Numagomedov holding a remote control, like an Xbox controller while he's in the corner watching his fighters fight. He's like basically just controlling their movements. 
Sagid Izakamev already has a good amount of submission ability. He's won two fights, his last two fights in a row, by rear naked chokes or some kind of submission. So you know that's in his arsenal. And then he's already working with Khabib as well. James Naka Nakashima is a decent American fighter, um, fighting you know, out of a decent gym, MMA lab, good training partners, the whole nine. But the reality is he just lost a fight by rear naked choke. This is the ultimate perfect matchup here um, for, for Sagid, the Russian fighter. He's probably going to win this fight by submission. I think James Nakashima is a decent fighter. He's a one championship veteran. Before that, he fought in LFA. He was undefeated in LFA, actually went 3-0 in LFA. Also fought in RFA. Good level of experience. Um, when you're looking, though, at uh, on the other side here, as Sagid Izakameyev, like, dude is pretty legit. He's got some losses in his background. 2021, lost to Carlson Harris, got, you know, choked out in round two, so did get submitted himself. But overall, pretty good resume, has a lot of submissions, armbar submissions, chokes on his resume. He's probably going to finish James Nakashima at some point in this fight by rear naked choke. And again, who's in a better event against a guy who's being cornered at this level of promotion with Khabib Nurmagomedov. God forbid the fight goes to decision somehow. You know they're going to give it to, to Khabib's boy. So if you're betting the fight, take Sakid. I imagine it opens up with Sakid as a favorite anyway, like minus 250, minus 350, somewhere in that range. Maybe even just more out of control. I'll be parlaying this piece. Betting it straight up doesn't make a lot of sense. Prop bet would be obviously taking Sakid by some kind of submission. That's the breakdown, guys. Good luck with this fight if you're betting. And we are up to the main event between two ladies for the title in the flyweight division. The title holder, Jin Jang Jung, versus Ayaka Miura from Japan. Miura is 11-3 overall, 4-1 in her last five fights, 31 years old, 5-2 in height. She's training out of Tribe Tokyo MMA. As for Jin Yang Jung, the Chinese fighter, she goes by the Panda, 16-2 overall, 4-1 in her last five fights, 34 years old, 5'5 in height, she's out of Fighting Empire. So there'll be a 3-inch height advantage there for the champion and a 3-year youth advantage for Yakamura, though they're both more or less in their prime, early 30s. In terms of the public votes here on Tapology, looks like Miura's only getting 10%, 90% of the votes are coming in for Zhang. I like Zhang to win the fight. I like her to defend her title. I think specifically her Tapology resume is a little bit better than Miura's. Now, Miura's a good fighter. I mean, she's a very good fighter. Matter of fact, her last loss at Tiffany Teo, that was a weird fight. The links in the description. Watch the fight. For some reason, the ref stops it. There's like 10 seconds to go in the last round. And Tiffany is landing some strikes, but they're like elbows to the side rib cage. They're like half punches. Even when the ref st steps in to give the fight to Tiffany Teal, even Teal is like, really, are you sure we're done? It's like there's 10 seconds left to go in the fight. So it was a weird one. There were times in that fight where Ayaka Miura was doing a great job against Tiffany Teal, had her on the ground, out-wrestled her, and just did a wonderful job. Here's the problem. For Jin Yang Jung, she's just as good as a wrestler, just as good as a, a grappler. She brings that to the table, too. Her last loss against Angela Lee, which was a round five rear naked choke back in 2019, Angela Lee is a decent fighter. Now, she hasn't fought in two years. Don't know why she hasn't. Not sure what's up with that because she probably would be in this situation right now, probably fighting for the belt. But the point is, other than that, Jin Yang Jung has not lost against anybody since going back to 2015 against Colleen Snyder. So, She's a durable fighter. Um, I think right now it's her time. I think right now she's going to fend off uh, Ayaka Miura. I could see Zhang finishing the fight at some point by a submission. And that's probably the same way I could see Ayaka winning the fight too is by submission. But most likely just going to be really tough, tough, you know, five rounds. Is it five rounds? Hold on. Let me look that up. Might be, might be speaking out of context here. I don't know if it is. So that's a good question. Is it a three rounder or a five rounder? If it's five rounds, obviously you're thinking submission's going to happen. It should be a five-round fight because of the title belt, right? So I imagine it's a five-round fight. In that case, 
Submissions are going to be live for both fighters, but I just think the Panda at 16 and 2 defends her belt and and still the champion when it's all said and done. This should be a good fight. I think a Yakamura. If the money line opens up, right here, here, but here's another good piece of advice here. If the money line opens up and there's a big dog on either side, play with that dog, consider it, um, pet that dog, put some money on that dog because the reality is these guys are both very good fighters. If the line opens up and it's too much in the favor of Zhang, I would say you're going to want to sprinkle something on Yuta. If the line opens up and it's more like minus 200 for Zhang or minus 150 for Zhang, which is where I think it should be, minus 250-ish, Anything in that range is okay. Once it gets to like minus 300, I think you're going to have to make a play on Miura. With that said, I think John's the favorite to win. She probably wins this fight three out of four times. You know, I'm not going to say four to five, like three out of five times. You know, Miura's a good fighter. She's a good fighter. And if she's made improvements um, and she's getting better, she's only 31. She's, you know, she's at a decent gym there in, in Japan. Um, either fighter can win this fight, but I think Jean wins the fight. That's your breakdown on this, guys. Good luck with this fight if you're betting on it. We're at that point in the video where we're going to tell you how to win your $25 Amazon gift card. This will be awarded to three lucky listeners of this episode. Now, here's how it's done. Go to the comment section. All right. Go ahead and write out one basic, simple, nice, kind gesture that you're going to do this holiday season for a random stranger. Now, it could be anything. So, for example... If you're 14 years old and you shovel snow, um, maybe grabbing your, grabbing your shovel and just randomly helping somebody shovel snow but not charging them as sort of a kind gesture. Now, don't go on and tackle a whole large driveway. I'm saying, you know, something that you in your personal life are going to do this holiday. And by writing out in the comments section what you're going to do, you're more or less making like a vow. A commitment to do something nice for a random stranger this holiday. Now, I can't make sure you do it. No one can make sure you do it. It's more or less your vows. You're going to write out something in the comment section, what you're going to do for a random stranger. It could be creative. The top three will be chosen not at random. I'm going to read through all of these, the most creative top three that look like things that people can do realistically. So if someone comes in there and says, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to... Uh, buy a car and give it to some random stranger like no you're not going to do that it's something that you can and will do that you can commit to that you're going to do for a random stranger now if you don't win the prize if i don't select you as a top uh three uh, story of whatever you're going to do don't take it personal okay i may find another way to reward you maybe we'll do some smaller gift cards for you we'll find a way to get you uh, rewarded for this good behavior right we're rewarding for good behavior that's the idea like we're all children here how do we be rewarded for good behavior i'm also going to jump in on this i'm going to try to find something that i can do for random stranger i do have a lot of people who live in the area we do get snow from time to time maybe what i'll do is like i said i'll grab my shovel i'll go down the block a little bit uh, we know some er neighbors in the area a little bit a little bit elderly maybe just help them undig their car uh wipe off the windows whatever it might be but find something you can do if you're in the city if you're a city dweller, shoveling is really not so much the thing, but maybe you can grab a, a newspaper for an elderly, per, elderly person who lives in the building you live in. Uh, maybe you can um, pick up a hot cup, a cup of coffee or cocoa for a doorman. If you live in a doorman building, I used to live in New York City with a doorman. They like to get a little hot cup of cocoa or some coffee. Anything that you can come up with, write your story out, put it in the comment section. I'm going to give this till, let's say, what today is the 20th of december i'm gonna let this marinate because this video is for a fight coming up in january i'll say i'm gonna select the winner on the 31st of december how about that so on the 31st of this month december new year's eve i'm gonna select 
the three lucky winners of the Amazon gift card. Those gift cards will be given out immediately. So if you've won before, you know, uh, we send them electronically. So you get them within minutes of the time that we announce the winner. So again, something creative that you can do or you can you know, help somebody, a random stranger. Let's hear your stories. Go to the comment section and list them. And uh, I look forward to reading stories. I look forward to hearing from you guys. All right, let's wrap this up here by giving you our picks to win. So in the main event, we like Jinjang Zhang. We like uh, Sagir Izakamev, Jeremy Miado, Yushin Okami, uh, Shuya Kamikuma, Kubu, I'm trying, man, uh, Tiffany Teo, and Elepitua Saigar. The picks I like the most, that I have the most confidence in, on the main card, Izakamev. On the undercard, uh, Yashin, Okamaya, uh, Yashin Okami, uh, Shuya Kamakokubu, and Alupatur uh, Saigar. I like those the most. I'm a little not so. I'm not so confident in Tiffany Teo over over Bomang because Bomang is pretty good. Jeremy Miyato's gonna have his hands full with Senzo Kita. Um, and in the main event, as I mentioned just a little while ago, I think Akaya Miyoto is a very good fighter. So that's the breakdown, guys. I look forward to hearing from your from you about your stories of kindness, which we're gonna do this holiday season. Thank you for joining us. For all the MMA degenerates like myself out there who need MMA right now, who are like scratching, like, oh my gosh, where's UFC? Here's our fix. All right, we're gonna have uh, end of the month in December. We have um, uh, what one championships um, in January. We have what are we, Rising. We have Rising at the end of, uh, of December. We have one championships squeeze in there. There's even some KSW, which I don't think I'm breaking on that fight. But the point is, we got a little bit of something to scratch from. It's better than nothing. Pretty much like Bellator level um, until UFC comes back around. So. We do the best we can, guys. Good luck, happy holidays, and we'll see you soon.